You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome once again. Thank you guys for coming out. Y'all give it up for our worship team. Come on. Amazing, amazing job there. And as you can tell by now, my, my voice is trying to get away from me. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I hold on to it. So I'm, I'm going to park myself in the seat because if I walk around, I may yell even more. So I don't want to yell too much. Uh, but the reason my voice is so sore, my wife threw me an amazing uh, surprise 50th birthday party. I turned 50 yesterday. And I, I didn't know what was going on, but... We, we left the house, came back, and my house was filled with so many people. There was a live band outside, so I was talking to a bunch of people, and, and I kind of lost my voice. So y'all pray with me as I deliver this message, okay? I, I see Miss Jacqueline back there like, you better bring it. <laughs> so here we go, guys. But I just, you know, I want to uh, say hello once again to our online family. There's one of our, our, our faithful uh, family members that watch online. Uh, all the way from Wisconsin, but her name is Dee, and so uh, she said, my giant has been cancer. Anybody can identify a giant that's been in your life? She says, my giant has been cancer, but I've been fighting that giant. Come on. I've been defeating that giant. So, so Dee, we stand with you for sharing that story of faith with us, and I believe the power of sharing what God is doing in your life will empower other people to defeat the giant that is in their world in that moment. That's why these stories of faith are so, so important. But as we dive back into David, and we, we kind of left David when he was hanging out with his brothers, and he heard what this giant said, and then he said, okay, what's going to be done for the man who kills this, this giant? And he even asked the question, why is this Philistine allowed that's a huge statement right there. Why is he allowed to daily defy the armies of God? Why is this allowed? David stepped up on the scene, so much faith in his heart, he knew he was about to bring some change into that situation. Anybody believe God can use you to change? Come on. Anybody believe that God can use you? to change an injustice, to right what's wrong, to help somebody who feels like all hope is lost. See, it's powerful when we don't think too highly of ourselves, but we come across somebody who's down and out, and the greatest story that we can tell that person is, you know what, I've been exactly where you are right now. I know what it's like to be right there. But I started going to church, and I started diving into the things of God, and God, God turned my life around, and if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. That's the power of our stories of faith. And so we jump back in. We're in 1 Samuel. Can y'all hear me okay? All right, give me a hand clap to encourage me. Make sure my voice is coming through loud and clear. See, I'm feeling good. All I needed was a little pep, little, little, little pep talk from the congregation. That's all I needed. So back in 1 Samuel 17, we're going to go back to the 32nd uh, verse. David was saying, once again, what's going to be done to the person 
Well, you're going to get the king's wife in marriage. You're going to be free from taxes. So that was appealing to David. But David knew what he was about to do. Verse 32. David says to the rest of this army, don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I will go and fight him. Now, David turns to the king. Hey, don't worry. I, I know all the men are afraid. Don't worry. I'm going to go out and fight him. And the moment Saul heard that, this is what Saul said. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. Have you ever shared? Here I am coming off the chair. I'm coming off. I can't help myself. Have you ever shared something that God had filled your heart with so much faith and you shared it with the wrong person? God stirred you and showed you what he was about to do in your life or he was going to use you to do something. And you, you told it to a friend or a family member, hey, God's, this is what God's about to do. And they told you, don't be ridiculous. Isn't that funny? How when you are so filled with faith, the enemy wants to speak doubting words to you. And sometimes it's not even the enemy that's outside, it's the enemy that's inside. Sometimes we are our worst critics. So David said, I'm going to go fight with him. Don't worry about it. Saul said, don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way. Ooh, I get mad when somebody tells me there's no way. He said, there's no way. At least I know when somebody tells you there's no way to figure out that, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. When somebody tells you there's no way, Paul, Saul said there's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. What's he saying? Since he was a boy, he's been fighting in the armies, David. And it brings me to this first point, the biggest challenge to your faith if you're taking notes, write this down. The biggest challenge to your faith will oftentimes be other people. See, everyone was trying to figure out why this young boy was so courageous. Is he crazy? Is he on crack? They didn't know what was going on. Is he on drugs? Is he a lunatic? Some of the men probably said, well, just bless his little darling heart. You know what that means, right? That's not blessing at all. They will bless his little darling heart. He's just off. He's crazy. He's... But everybody's trying to figure out why would this young boy step out on a scene and say, hey, don't worry about this Philistine. I'm going to go kill him. I'm going to go take care of this problem that has you caught between a rock and a hard place. God's going to use me to solve this situation. Once again, Saul said, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can do it. But I love David's response in verse 34. It says, but David did what? He persisted. And if we're ever going to be people that walk by faith, we're going to have to be persistent. That means we can't give up when somebody tells us no. We can't give up when it doesn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. We can't be so quick to, 
to stop and say, you know what, well, maybe I miss God. Can you imagine David after his conversation with Saul? What if he would have been like, you know, Saul, maybe you're right. Maybe I got this thing all wrong. But no, David persisted through the negative words. David persisted through people who did not believe in him. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Sometimes we expect people that are closest to us to believe the most in us. Our friends, our family. And when they don't believe in you, you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe that no matter who's not with you, that God is still with you. The Bible says David persisted. And then he goes on to do what I call is he shared a story of faith. And some of you children, you'll like this one in here. This is, this, is, this is a cool, cool story here, but he shared a story of faith. He says, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said, when a lion or a bear, everybody say lion and bear. Now that's not a cartoon character. It's not animation. It's not CGI. I may be watching movies and you're like, I know, that, I know that animal's not real. No, no, it's not CGI. David said, I've been, I've, been, I've been watching take care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb, everybody say lamb, from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo but has anybody ever seen a, a lion at the zoo? And you ever heard a lion roar? Now, this is a real lion or a real bear. There was a movie. Now, now if you know anything about me, I don't like sharks and I don't like bears. It's like I want to go nature walking, but as my wife always asks, do you think there's any bears there? And then I messed up and I watched this movie called the, I think it was the, was it The Revenant? The, the Revenant? It, it was with, uh, who was with that? DiCaprio. What movie am I talking about? The movie with the bear. And he got attacked by that bear and that just ruined nature walking for me. Like this was, this was a, he didn't get attacked just once. It's like the bear attacked him. And then kind of let off for a little bit. And then came back and attacked him again. I'm like, okay, this is enough. That's the kind of bear or lion that this young teenage boy, as he's sharing this story of faith, he said, when a lion or bear comes and grabs one of the lambs, he said, I go out after it and I deliver the lamb. Now think about that. That is not like, hey, Mr. Bear, can you let go of the lamb? No, he's, he's delivering that lamb out of its mouth. And then he goes on to say this. He says, if the animal turns on me. Now, his number one goal was to do what? Just deliver the lamb out of the mouth. That was his number one priority. David's like, I got to right this wrong. What's happening to that lamb? I gotta go, I gotta go fix that. I gotta go 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 rescue that lamb. 
See, when God fills your heart with faith, it takes your mind out of the equation. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Because the moment you start going over in your mind, there's no way I can go out and, and take this food out of this lion's mouth. There's no way I can even catch up to the bear. But his heart was, was filled with faith, and God gave him a purpose. See, a lot of times people kind of wander through life and they have no purpose, but when you're walking with God and your heart's filled with faith, how I many of God will show you a purpose for the moment? And in that moment, David's purpose was to deliver that lamb. And as he ran out and he delivered the lamb, the second part was not even his intention. He said, if the animal turns on me, I catch it by its jaw and club it to death. So David's not even there, Lisa, to kill the lion or bear. He's there to deliver the lamb. And just if it happens, if the animal gets angry and wants to start some beef, that's when David's like, okay, now it's on. Now the battle is on. And he said, I catch it by its beard and I kill it. And then he goes on to say this. He's sharing a story of faith to a king who should have been doing something already. He is sharing a story of faith around an army who should have been fighting already. As he goes on with this story of faith, he says, I have done this to both lions and bears. Now, now it's plural. At first it was a lion or bear, but now it's plural, so multiple. I mean, David, it was like an everyday thing to him probably. He said, I've done this to both lions and bears, and I will do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. This story of faith. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. May the Lord be with you. And here King Saul is about to send this. It's almost like it's embarrassing for Saul as well. And it's a moment of, of revelation to Saul as well. God, you're with this boy. And this story that he's shared with me about this lion and this bear has convinced me to let a teenager take center stage. So here's the risk that is going on. Can you imagine if David would have got out there and fell? The rumor in the land, everybody would have been tweeting, King Saul sent a teenager to fight. Nobody in King Saul's army is courageous enough. They call this little teenage boy to represent them. That had been all over social media. So even Saul took a risk because of this story of faith. David, you've convinced me. I don't think you're making this story up. See, when you're sharing your story of faith, I believe when you begin to speak that, 
I believe God couples that with his anointing that can change the heart of a person, that can change the mind of a person, that can take somebody from being hopeless to filled with hope. When you begin to share what God has done in your life, that's all David did was shared what God had did in his life. Now, that's a bold story. Can you imagine the enemy messing with David? David, if you tell that story, they're not going to believe you. David, if you say God, God, God used you to kill a lion, there's no way they're going to believe you. I mean, when the enemy tells you not to share your story, that's because he knows there's power in it that's going to set somebody free, that's going to help somebody live a better life when you share your story. Don't, don't ever listen to the enemy when he says, hey, if you share that, they're not going to, they're going to think you're making it up. And I don't know about you, but I'm too old to be making stuff up right now. <laughs> I just hit 50. I'm not trying to, anything comes out of my mouth, it's truth. I'm not trying to get people to believe something just to believe it. But there's been many times in my life where I didn't know what was going to happen, but God showed up. And every chance I get when I'm able to share what God has done in my past in hopes that it can help somebody with their future. Amen? Y'all still with me? Give me another hand clap. My voice is, is, is trying to stay in there. Now I'm getting ready to close here in just a, in just a few moments now. And, uh, but I just wanted to have a conversation with y'all because I want us to all be empowered to look back over our life. And think about it. In fact, let me ask you this question here. Can you retrace the times in your life where God showed up and did the miraculous? I believe everybody, Lisa said to me, I believe everybody in this room, you've got at least one story. And with that one story, you need to rehearse that story. You need to be ready to tell that story. That's a story that's filled with power. That is a faith-filled story. These moments become stories when you share them with others. And as David shared that story, Saul said, go ahead and fight. And we all know the story. Uh, Saul gives David his armor, and David's like, you know what, I can't wear this. It's, I haven't proved it yet. So David goes out. I said earlier we were caught between a rock and a hard place. David goes out, and in verse 40 it says, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. And he goes out, and he's going to square off with his giant. In verse 46, after Goliath came and taunted David, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with the sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven, of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds of wild animals. Now David is... David is speaking bold right now because what happened? For 40 days, this giant has taunted and defied the army of God. He's ridiculed God for 40 days. And David steps up on the scene in one day. And he begins to tell him his faith. He says, today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, 
and the whole world, everybody say whole world, the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So David is understanding the seriousness and the moment that he is in. He's so in tune with God, he realizes, wait a minute. If I don't defeat this Philistine, then the story will be flipped. And people will question from this day on, where is the God of Israel? And David is letting them know, hey, the whole world is going to know this day that there's a God in Israel. And I think when God's people are so stirred with faith that God will empower us to do things, well, it will be evident to everybody that there's a God still in heaven. No matter what's going on in our world, there's a God who's still good. Because that's the big question of the day. How can God be good when all this goes on? That's why our faith has to be stirred in the days that we're in right now. They have to be stirred. David said the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give you to us. Verse 48. I'm getting ready to close my second closing. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his, his sling and hit the Philistine where? In the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down to the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath, and David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Now, I love that. David, David kind of prophetically said what was going to happen. Without the means of it, didn't even have a sword, but because he stepped out in faith, what David said came to pass. And I think God will put us right on the ledge and people will look to us as God's people to see what God's going to do next. Can you imagine if I'm in that army, I'm thinking, God, I hope you use this boy because you're not using me because I don't have the faith that David has. God, we still need a deliverer. We, we're caught between a rock and a hard place. We need somebody to defeat this Philistine. God, I recognize this. It, it may not be me, but but this boy just shared a story of faith, and it's convinced me that you're with him. So, God, please use him. And God did. And he stepped out. And we know the rest of the story. I love this because when they saw that their champion was dead, then the tide of battle turned. The Philistines all of a sudden were stricken with fear. But the army of Israel was encouraged. Then the Bible says they ran out after the enemy. But it took a young boy to share a story of faith and to trust God that God was going to use him. Amen? 
this help anybody today? Come on, it helped me. I hope it helped you online. Now, three takeaway thoughts, and I'm going to be finished. My third closing, the band's going to come back out. And, um, but we're going to get through this with my sore voice and all. But here are a few takeaway thoughts. Number one, David's response was different than the rest because his story of faith was different than the rest. David had that lion and the bear. And I want to encourage you guys, listen, go back. If you, if you don't have a story, hogwash. We all have a story that we can go back and see what God did in our life. The second thing, faith causes you to do the impossible quicker than you think. The Bible says David ran to meet the giant. He didn't just kind of sit there and like, okay, God, let's see what happens. No, he took off. He ran. See, that's the difference. When you have faith, I believe with all my heart, God causes you to do things quickly. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to second guess. Just do it. Just step out and see what God's going to do. And the final thing I'll leave with you is your story of faith once again, will ignite faith in others around you. See, we share these, and I believe this. Everybody has a story. Some people are ashamed of their story. Some people are embarrassed by their story. Some people try to hide their story. But some people tell their story, and it changes the lives of others. When you realize that your story is part of a tool that God can use to change somebody's world, you're more quickly to share it with other people. To share the goodness of what God has done for you. Don't ever be ashamed of it. Don't ever feel like nobody's going to believe you. That's the enemy telling you that. But when you realize you're in a the company of somebody, you'll know when God pulls a story out of your memory. Oh, I'm supposed to. You ever had that moment? I'm supposed to share this with you. And you begin to share that. And right before your very eyes, you can see whether that person breaks out with tears, something changes in their world because of the power of your story. And I want to encourage all of us as I have my fourth and final closing <laughs> Y'all stand with me. We're going to go into a time of worship. But I want to, I hope this helps some people today. Did it help you? It helped me as we share stories of faith. But I want to, I want to remind all of us that God is still creating stories. He's still creating moments in our lives where the miraculous is done. He's still creating moments in our life where you can look back and like, God, I know that was you that set this whole thing up. And he gives you little glimpses to show you this is a, this is a story that's going to help somebody down the road. This is a story that's going to change somebody's life down the road. And maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online and you say, you know, I... I've had God talk to me. I had God do some, some things in my life, but I didn't really acknowledge that it was Him. I didn't, I didn't really draw close to Him. 
Or maybe you're here today or you're watching online and you say, man, those, those words right now have convinced me that, that I need to get to know this, this Jesus, this God more so that I can, I can have those stories of faith. Maybe you're like me and you watch things that are going on in our world and your, your hearts cry in prayers, God, use me. Not to just stand on a stage and preach a message, but use, use me to be an effective change in my generation. To do something that helps a multitude of people. And if that's you today, all that takes is a relationship with God. Just, a, just that relationship to get to know Him and walk, walk side by side with Him. Make no mistake about it, David did not fight the lion and the bear on his own. The moment he ran out after it, guess who was with him? God. God was with him. He was running with God. When he caught up with the lion, God was with him. See, God just needs a vessel to get him to a spot. <laughs> where he can do the miraculous. When he killed the lion and the bear, God was with him. When he stepped out on the scene against Goliath, and I've heard a lot of stories, a lot of arguments with this. Well, he was just an expert of a slingshot. Well, okay, I give him that. And the only place where Goliath had a hole in his armor was his forehead. Well, maybe David's been practicing. I mean, no practice makes perfect, we think. But here's reality. I don't care where he would have flung the stone. Could have flung it straight up. I believe God would have had an angel grab it and put it where it needed to be. If it had been me, I'd probably flung it backwards. But I believe God would have grabbed it and put it where. How many know God put that where it needed to be? You ain't that good. Come on. You are not that good of a shot. But God needed somebody whose heart was filled with faith to at least release the stone. To put it in motion. Then God grabbed it, stuck it where it needed to be. When you step out in faith, you put something. That's you putting the thing in motion. And God will do the rest. Amen. Amen. Come on, if you love the Lord, give him a hand clap. Just an amazing time here. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.